Welcome to Midland Unplugged. I'm your host, Chris Nelson. Today in studio, we have Tyler Brown, Director of Government Affairs. Tyler's here to discuss the key provisions of the Secure 2.0 Act and their impact on financial planning. So, Tyler, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Chris. Looking forward to the discussion. Absolutely. So, Tyler, I want to start off by saying what exactly is the Secure 2.0 Act? Well, it's a not very creative name, if you ask me. Right, because we had, we had Secure Act... I guess 1.0. Right. Yeah. So uh, if you recall back in 2019, Congress passed the SECURE Act, which was a package of incremental changes to retirement policy that, when added all together, represented a pretty seismic shift in retirement policy in the, in the United States. And uh, SECURE 2.0, uh, much like its predecessor, is a package of incremental changes that together makes mix some pretty sizable changes to retirement policy. Uh, there's over 90 provisions in there. Uh, and uh, they're all re- relatively modest by themselves. But together, again, it's a, it's a pretty sizable change. So this passed at the end of last year, and uh, some of it's going into effect this year, some of it's going into effect next year and beyond. So you say some of it's going into effect this year in 2023. What, you know, which of those 90 provisions are going into effect this year? Sure. Well, a few of the big ones. Uh, the, the headline grabber is changes to the retirement beginning date for uh, uh, retirement uh, required minimum distributions or RMDs. So, if you were born 1950 or earlier, uh, your beginning date for uh, beginning age for RMDs is still going to be 72. This was set by the Secure Act. But if you were born 1951 to 1959, your beginning age is going to be 73. Now, that is a change that's effective this year. Uh, and if you were born 1960 or later, your beginning age for RMDs is going to be 75, uh, which uh, is another new change in this bill. Uh, in addition to that, it uh, provides an exception for early withdrawal penalties for individuals with terminal illness. Uh, this is a, an exception I'd add that it only applies to the early withdrawal tax penalty. This doesn't change your annuity contract or anything like that. That's another change that takes effect this year. Um, it also allows simple and SEP IRAs to be Roth beginning this year, and it uh, reduces the RMD excise tax as well uh, from 50% to 25%. Uh, and it's reduced to 10% at the RMD that. Uh, should have been received as taken during the defined correction window. That's also effective this year as well. Okay. So I I guess the biggest thing or or the thing that I would think is most impactful to uh, our listeners is that RMD age, because it was, you know, 70 and a half for the longest time before that. And then, you know, Secure Act 1.0, it went to, you said 72, and now it's 73 and 75 in some cases. So, Yep, absolutely. So that's a big change and uh, and certainly one to, to uh, to talk with consumers about. Very good. So that's going into effect this year. What about next year? What about 2024? And it's hard to believe I'm saying that, but what's going into effect in 2024 when it comes to the Secure 2.0 Act? Sure. So another big uh, headline grabber in the bill is uh, 529 uh, educational savings account transfers into Roth IRAs. So this is a pretty big change. There are a number of limits that I wanted to highlight to this, though. Uh, So you're able to make these transfers, but only to the beneficiary's Roth IRA. So you know, if you set up a Roth or a 529 savings account for your kids, uh, you know, it's it's going to be for the, your kids' uh, uh, Roth IRA. It's not for your Roth IRA. Um, in addition, you've got a, a up to $35,000 in aggregate rollovers. Uh, so $35,000 over the lifetime is is the cap on how much you can transfer into your Roth IRA from 529. And then annual limits also apply. So uh, an annual, annual limit of uh, uh, whatever your, your normal limit of, of uh, Roth IRA contribution limit still applies in the case of these transfers as well. And then it must be open for 15 years, your 529 account, uh, before you're able to make that transfer. And in addition, over the past five years, any contributions you've made to that 529 plan are not eligible for transfer into the Roth IRA yet. 
Uh, so there are some restrictions on it, but uh, definitely a big change and an intriguing option. Sure. In addition to that, uh, there's new options for surviving spouse beneficiaries too. Uh, so beginning in 2024, uh, it, will, it will allow for uh, a surviving spouse beneficiary to use a uniform lifetime table instead of the single lifetime table. Uh, this basically means that you're going to have uh, uh, you're going to have lower RMD requirements, which is a which is a positive right. thing for surviving spouse beneficiaries certainly. Um, and then a bit, another big change is it's going to start indexing IRA catch-up limits to inflation starting in 2024. So this has been set at $1,000 for those 50 and up for some time now. Um, indexing that to inflation will be a big change that will be very, very beneficial to a lot of folks. And uh, finally, one other thing I'd highlight is uh, also provide some clarification for rules regarding 72T payments or substantially equal periodic payments. Uh, beginning in 2024. This will it'll allow a partial rollover transfer from an account making 72T payments beginning in 2024 as well. Okay. So Tyler, we have uh, a lot of listeners that deal with or work with folks with employer-sponsored retirement plans. So does the Secure 2.0 Act touch that or affect that in any way? Sure. I, I'm not going to get too deep into the weeds on this because a lot of the a lot of those 90 plus provisions pertain to this, but there's a ton of different changes to try to boost savings for employer-sponsored retirement plans and increase participation as well. A few of the big ones, uh, allow, it requires automatic enrollment for uh, new plans uh, for employers with uh, 10 or more employees. Uh, that will be a big change, certainly, for, for a lot of folks, although existing plans would be grandfathered in. Sure. Uh, and then uh, allowing student loan repayment to be an elected deferral. So employers could provide matching contributions for employees who are paying off their student loans. Very intriguing uh, re- uh, recruiting uh, opportunity for right. a lot of employ- employers, certainly. Uh, and then higher catch-up limits for employer plans uh, between the ages of 16 and 63 is another big change. Um, and uh, also uh, uh, catch-up contributions uh, must be Roth for uh, those with wages exceeding $145,000. So that is a potentially confusing uh, change that, uh, again, you got that income threshold. So if you're above that, it's got to be Roth. If you're below it, it doesn't necessarily have to be Roth, but another big change there. Great. So, uh, you know, just, you know, this is, uh, I guess, the same with most any government regulation is it's it's ever-changing, it's ever-evolving, it keeps moving. So what can our agents do to better understand how the Secure 2.0 Act will impact them and their clients? Absolutely. Well, first of all, I'd say be sure to download our client-friendly FAQ document, which we've got on our website. Um, It's got some more information on these provisions that we talked about. Also got a link to the section-by-section where you can access the full, uh, a full summary of the bill. Um, And uh, I'd also say, you know, it can affect, it's going to affect retirement savers differently depending on their circumstances, certainly. So, uh, you know, I think it's it's important to talk to a financial professional or tax advisor or a retirement estate tax planner uh, to uh, to discuss what the impact is going to be specific to an individual, given the fact that everyone's circumstances are a little bit different. Well, Tyler, I've really enjoyed having our conversation today, uh, and I appreciate your time, and I look forward to having you back in the studio next time. Thanks again, Chris. It was a pleasure. And again, encourage uh, agents that are interested in learning more about Secure2.0 to to visit our website, download our client-friendly FAQ document on Secure2. Very good. Tyler, thanks again. 